Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have a super special guest, Gulis Anlu. She is a consciousness-based medicine and animal communication expert. She has led a few sessions with me, both with my dog, Samson, and one with a horse. We'll talk about it after, Um, but she is just such a beautiful soul. I'm so glad that I was able to connect with her and she has so much beauty to share with us. So we're so happy to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you, love. I'm so happy to be here. And I had no idea that this was what you actually did when I first met you until I went online and saw the incredible stuff that you're doing with so many amazing people. So I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. I know. I love that we all, so I met Gula's on a retreat and you were actually one of the facilitators of the retreat. And, um, yeah, it was really interesting. Like it was a group of what, like, was it like 20 women? Yeah. More, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one really knew much about anyone. So it's kind of interesting to like, go like be thrown into something like that and really just see like who you connect with, how you connect with them. And yeah, it's just like always so interesting. We always end up meeting the right people that have, and it's sometimes people that you don't really expect to have like a connection Mm -hmm. with. It's often that way. And then either you just have so much in common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you realize at the end of it, how much you actually did connect. And it's like these people's essence keeps coming up. and showing themselves and I'm like no I want more (laughs) it's never enough (laughs) I know so true oh my gosh all right well let's both share what we're both excited about today so I I mean and mine really goes hand in hand with that I'm just excited about community um so I actually just um got back from lunch with one of the girls from the retreat as well her name is Dara Um, and yeah, I just like, I came home and I knew I had this podcast and then I got all this mail from these like local businesses that have like sent me products. And I just, I feel so excited and just happy for over the last like few years, women just stepping up and like making their art and their, um, their expertise into a business. Like it's, I don't know, like, have you noticed just like a huge transition over the last like five years? Totally. And not only that, but what makes me really excited is all of us that are really willing to do the work. Yeah. It, like I, I, I feel like a little bit like our friend Bree there where I get a little bit emotional because the people that are showing up for these um, sessions in person, as well as zoom, they are courageous. They're brave. They're like interested in diving into their humility and and experiencing the humbleness that us humans can explore. And it's like, it, it, sometimes I have to like pinch myself because I'm like, are you kidding me? This is my work. I get to watch this and co-observe and co-facilitate with nature and the animals and their animals. And it's like, I can't even believe what, what kind of like what veil I've woken up in. I know. (laughs) I know. And it's like, I, and I say this all the time, like we are all here at this time on earth for a reason. And we chose to be here. Um, we got work to do. So you got it. It starts at home. It starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and, and a huge shout out to the masculine and the men who are showing up. I know. Yes. I can't remember if that was one of the parts of my intro. I think it was up at the ranch where I'm like, even if we don't have men that are showing up to, let's call it our like what I facilitate my, my seminars, I still will thank the masculine because Mm -hmm. what we, what we see, we, 
we help create. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if men are watching or sorry, listening to this right now, but I'm, I'm, I'm energetically, I'm, I'm thanking the masculine as well as that masculine aspect of ourselves. Yes. That's, uh, waking up. Mm -hmm. Yes. So beautiful. I love that. Um, so do you want to share what you're most excited about today or did we just have the same thing? I think we just did. Okay. <laughs> we are so insane. I love it. Okay. So we also want to do a chakra shout out. So I'm going to shout out Dara, who I met for lunch day. So she has a business called Symmetry and Grace. So it's a textile company. She like dyes these beautiful fabrics and then makes like everything from like clothing to um, like homewares to scarves. I actually bought this beautiful scarf. I think it was dyed with like, I want to say like, I don't want to butcher it. Maybe avocado pits. I could be wrong. Whatever it is, it's like so beautiful. Um, so definitely check her out. I'll, I'll post a link to her Instagram, but it's literally spelt out like symmetry and grace. So go check her out guys. Yeah. Have, and you, did you see her stuff too? I did. And actually, thanks for the reminder, because I looked and I picked one of her scarves and I actually just have to order it. So thanks for the reminder. It's been You're so welcome. busy. I actually <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Sorry, Tara. <Yes. laughs> um, love, who do you want to shout out today? Um, I would like to always, always bring my mentor into my heart and um, Lucia Jacob, who I've been mentoring with basically for five years, but really uh, with focused intent since uh, my return from Malaysia and Singapore in March of this year. Um, and she's, she is a, um, a leader in consciousness-based medicine and animal communication. And she's just, I have learned so much about uh, this work, not just from what she's learned but from being in her presence and mm. learning about like the embodiment of this work. So yeah, Linking Awareness Adventures Inc. is what she uh, has created. And I continue to co-facilitate with her and create um, content and projects all over the world. So thank you to Lucia mm. Jacob. We'll link you guys to her. And I love what you said about just being in her presence because some people are just expanders, like literally mm -hmm. being in their energy expands your energy and just like witnessing mm -hmm. them. We almost like, I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes I'm like a sponge and like when I'm around powerful people, it, I like literally soak it up. But also mm -hmm. if I'm around negative people or around like, I don't know, people that are just not really, I don't know. I think negative is probably the best way to say it, but I feel like I can soak that up too. So it's just so important to surround ourselves with people who inspire us and who are, you know, of a higher vibration and consciousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Osmosis and, and the, um, j just what happens this, and, you know, right now we're in a, in a time where uh, there's a lot of online stuff and online stuff is amazing and it's great and we can get so much out of it, but I cannot say that I am the person that I am doing the level of work that I'm doing by doing online stuff. It's been mm -hmm. from showing up. It's been from like really being present, like physically present um, to, like you say, like absorb or retain or what, whatever word you want to use uh, to embody that um, frequency. Everything is frequency. And when the more we're around something, the more that we can kind of, you know, intentionally become it <laughs> yes love 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 amazing yeah. so we're gonna move on to our slumber party questions what is your daily ritual um feed the horses my morning coffee first and foremost yeah. <laughs> feed the horses feed the animals um I can't it used to be um, stretching in the morning and um, I, I phase in and out but I really I, I have to get with the animals or nature first thing, e even if it's just a 10 minute feeding, even, mm -hmm. even just going out with them. And I find that when I don't have that in my life, I have a huge piece that's just not, it's not satisfied. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, well, and that and must be like a form of meditation, like being there with them and connecting with them. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's not, it's not like I go in and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go into Lotus pose and I'm going to start (laughs) breathing. You know, it's very organic. And it's just like, sometimes I have to drag, like all of us, we have to drag our ass maybe to the yoga mat or into the meditation room, whatever. But once I get there and I breathe the, you know, I, breathe the horse shit air or breathe, the <laughs> air or breathe whatever their wet horse smell smells like um it whatever it is that brings me into a state of presence is what I do and it changes sometimes yeah. it's a morning cigarette with my coffee and that's what brings me in the moment amazing so. I love that you mentioned the smells too because my dog's breath in the morning is so pungent but it makes me so happy <laughs> <laughs> I love his stinky morning mouth. <laughs> oh, so good. What is, your, what is your favorite crystal of the moment? Hmm, I have a quartz crystal. I don't, I'm not a big, I move so much, so I don't have much stuff. So I've always had, I picked up a, a beautiful quartz crystal, a big one when I was in Peru about 12 years ago. And I bring that with me everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's gone all over the world with me. So that probably is my favorite. Um, if I could have one right now, and I have been calling one into my life is Moldavite. Ooh, yes. So, yeah. I feel like I'm calling one in too, because everyone says Moldavite. And every time someone says it, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to try oh, that. Yes. I've never had one. And I think like the universe is like, get some fucking Moldavite. I'm really like, how many times can we tell you? And I haven't gotten one yet. So, okay. Okay. That I remind you about the scarf. You remind me about the Moldavite. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> okay. What is a seasonal pleasure that you're indulging in this autumn? For example, I just had a cider. <laughs> Oh, um, popcorn and, um, nutritional yeast on it. I would say. So good. So delicious. (laughs) Yeah. Cheesy treat. Yeah. It's really good. And I, I, I sometimes wonder if this time of year, our body doesn't crave that vitamin B or whatever it is that, that, um, nutritional yeast has in it. So yeah, I've been kind of obsessing over that. I live, uh, I don't live close to a Starbucks or a really good Mm. coffee place. So when I do go into town, I do enjoy their specialty seasonal lattes. Yes, I know. I love the mint one. What's it? Peppermint, mm. candy cane, mm. I don't know, whatever it is. Indulge. Indulge. <laughs> go for it, guys. <laughs> <sighs> okay. And so we know you're an Aquarius. What is your rising and your moon? Um, my moon is in um, Gemini and my rising is Taurus. Ooh, so you're like a worker. You really work. I work, but I also trick the fuck out of people because everyone's like, oh, she looks really grounded. I really <laughs> like her energy. And then I pull the carpet from under their feet and I'm like, oh, what? I'm yeah. over here now. Catch you again. <laughs> oh, that's Trick also the Aquarius nature. <laughs> yeah. My head is yeah. so good. Love it. Okay. So I want to know about your spiritual awakening and at what point you decided to make this work your life's work. Hmm, good questions. Um, I would say I was about 11 years old. I was standing on the porch uh front porch I lived in an orchard in the Okanagan and I had this overwhelming feeling that I was going to see something huge in my lifetime Mm. um and now as we're stepping into this I keep thinking that that's the feeling that I was remembering so a precog or an intuition at that age um I was an only I am an only child I I spent a lot of time with horses with nature alone Um, so it's always been an innate part of me, the spiritual realm. My, my, my mom raised me in kind of the Sufi, um, Kebza, uh, tribe. So it's always there. It's not something that I've awoken to. It's just becoming deeper and deeper. And it became more and more evident about 12 years ago when I was doing Equibo, which is bow and therapy on horses. Mm -hmm. Um, doing massage with hands-on and um, started to see that I was getting information that I didn't know how I was getting. So that kind of threw me into the questions. And then the questions 
that I didn't realize that I had really good questions. The quality of my questions were so good that it actually brought me the right people. I wasn't seeking, I wasn't searching. Mm -hmm. It was just asking these questions because the questions were resonance and the frequency in and and of itself was attracting people to me that I was um, learning from and teachers. I love that. And so you just continued to like, do you get like, cause you do body talk, you do animal communication or those things that needed to get a certification or like, at what point were you like, okay, this is something that I could make a living off of. It kind of just, I never consciously decided I used to cut hair. I was a barber and a really and a like in another life. Wow. <laughs> 20. So it never, it, I, I, it, I never thought that I would be doing this. Um, it was a complete accident that I ended up, up where I am right now today as we speak about my mentor's place. Uh, she was teaching body talk and she was teaching this thing called linking awareness that I had no idea about. And I just ended up here through a friend. He mm-hmm. brought me here. Um, and so, you know, again, when we let ourselves, when we when we allow ourselves to release that logical mind and that monkey mind and really trust the flow, we end up exactly where we need. So I can't really say, I I don't even know how I ended up here. I I just know that it's in, that I had to, it was my destiny. And so as, as here we are. Well, so how did you not like control where you were trying to end up? Because I feel like that's where most people get caught up. It's not that they don't have a deeper purpose. It's they're so busy trying to control what their outcome is that they miss it. So did you ever have that moment where you were trying to control the outcome or were you always just very like laissez-faire? Laissez-faire. And I, I had, I've always had a really, really deep trust in myself. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, I don't think it's something that, I don't think that it's something that all of us either have or we don't, we're born with it. I think that our conditioning, um, you know, our especially family pressure, like you should have babies by this age, you should be married, you should have this job. I didn't have that. I had a little bit from my, I'm a product of an arranged marriage from, um, from Turkey. And even though my dad was very much wanting me to get married and marry me off and and uh, control that way. But I'm very blessed to have parents that are not controlling of me. And I have gypsy feet. I have, I've been, I've I've got gypsy blood. So um, I don't have that attachment to stuff. I I don't have that attachment to, you know, having a family and a home. I don't have a husband. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. You know, some people might say, Uh, I've actually been judged for it because they're like, oh, you're 41 years old. What do you have? And it's like, well, what do I have? I have my freedom. Yeah. And I have, I've been very careful to not um, lose that. Mm. So to answer your question, I think for us, it's just really working through our fears and realizing that those fears are conditioned. It's not who you are. It is not who you are. Yes. And I love that you mentioned freedom because these days we equate freedom to money like, Oh, the more money I have, the more mm-hmm. freedom I can have, but freedom can amplify or sorry, money can kind of amplify our freedom in some ways, depending on, you know, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it does not, money does not have to be a condition for freedom in any which way. No, I think, and, and I think if we do, if there's people listening that do have a lot of money, um, ha- do an exercise, give yourself a month where you actually don't have access to that stuff and really practice being in that place of, uh, of really finding where that freedom is, because it is not, yes, we're learning how to, especially your generation and those that are following, um, we're really learning to help to have money enhance our spiritual um, path, let's say. And I think we've had the wrong, let's call it, um, influencers telling us what we should be doing with our money and what kind of money we should have and where we should be putting it and saving like, no, that's all changing. So I, I really think we need to have that energy in our lives, but I think we also need to, you know, it's kind of like dine with Kings or dine with beggars. I think it's really important to be able to be comfortable in both worlds because you realize that everything is temporary and, 
you have your spirit, you have your soul, and that's all that matters really in the end. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like, there, like there's that fine line. It's like, we can't walk around thinking money is bad, but we can't walk around thinking that money is happiness because mm-hmm. it's not, it's literally not, but also, yeah, it can, we want to be comfortable and we want to be able to live our lives. And if we have this belief that money is bad or rich people are bad, or if I have money, it makes me bad, then we're, you know, that's another fear. That's another judgment that's going to block ultimately happiness mm-hmm. and freedom as well. Well, and where our energy goes, we create it. So yeah. we are perpetually creating that in our lives. So, yes. we, and that's what I'm, I'm, as we're talking, I'm, I'm looking at the book I'm reading. It's called busting loose from the money game. Mm-hmm. And it's basically as money as energy and how to work with it. So, um, Ooh, I want to read this. Who's it by Robert Scheinfeld. Mm, okay. We're going to link you guys to that and I will be purchasing it. <laughs> love, love, love. Okay. So you on top of, we'll dive into the animal stuff for sure, but you also do something called body talk. Um, and you kind of did that for me a little bit when we were with the horses at this retreat. So how does body talk work? Body talk is a consciousness based modality. So it reconnects broken down communications within the system and and how I can transfer uh, communication within a human body and, and then into animal communication is there is no difference between energy bodies. So your liver, your kidneys, your dog, your dog's kidneys, this is all frequency. There is no, um, there is no separate language. So what I learned when I was learning body talk is how to listen to the body's innate wisdom, uh, through, through intuition and through practicing, um, just stillness and intuition. Um, and reestablishing communication between body parts. So just like when, let's say, if you're having a, a behavioral issue with your dog and there's the behavioral issue is a breakdown of communication. So when I'm listening to the body and when I'm listening to your dog, I'm listening to the same thing. It's, it's whatever you want to call it. Um, God energy, div- divine energy, spirit, whatever you want to call it. So with body talk, just by listening and, and observing these um, communication reboots then the the body can actually come back into its state of wholeness and same with a child or an animal that's been like can you hear me why isn't anyone listening and then you start getting these so-called behavioral issues but as soon as we put our attention on that and as soon as we genuinely listen with non-attached compassion which just means listening with our full body and presence then there's a shift. Then suddenly whatever we're looking at releases the tension in its field and it can carry on to doing whatever it was doing before in a healthy whole place. Mm. And I imagine there's like a variety of ways that this intuition can come through, but do you like see pictures or do you hear things or is it a feeling or is it all kind of all of the above? Because I've been practicing with my senses, which is what linking awareness journey, which is what I uh, f- facilitate. Um, I've been working with my, all my senses, the main senses for the past five years. So I've started to taste, hear, smell, see images, feel. Um, but before, like, like all of us, we have strong ones, we have strong senses, and then we have senses that, that need or, or would like to have a little bit more help in um, becoming stronger. So um, sometimes when I'm observing a session, I don't do sessions, I don't fix people I observe. So I become a co-observer of people's miracles. Um, When I'm observing, sometimes it's an image. Sometimes it's, I hear something like yesterday I was observing a session and the word Sphinx came to mind, like into my head. Um, Sometimes I get a a feeling in my body, um, temperature change. So it just, it totally varies now, but before it was mainly like an intuition that would show itself as an image in my head. Mm. So linking awareness journey is a program that you're teaching. 
I co yeah, I, I facilitate along with, um, we've got a facilitator in Singapore, we've got three facilitators in Indonesia, and Lucia is here as well. So it's the level one, yeah, it's the first level of, I think six, um, uh, six tiers, I guess, of what, what I'm learning. And that's where you're like connecting the different levels of intuition. Yeah, it's where we're really learning how to, like you asked about the senses, like how yeah. do you receive the information? Yeah. And it's, it's the first time where we actually go and we get to know our senses and we get to know um, which ones are stronger for us. And we get to practice with different animals. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. <gasps> okay. We'll definitely have to link you guys to more info on that. Um, so can, but can we all do this? Like, can we like today, like have a conversation with our bodies? Like how do we start at home? Absolutely. I love starting right at that moment before you wake up in the morning. Like, you know, when we're all kind of like waking up and we're really cozy and we allow ourselves that space to kind of float, I would highly recommend each one of us giving ourselves five to 10. I give myself an hour in the morning to just float. I have the luxury in my life. I, I put that in my world because I think it's a really important time to get to know ourselves before the ego kicks in, before our, our schedule kicks in um, and really spend time in that, in that place of um, lucid dreaming. And you'll really allow yourself to, to, to receive information. I'm not interested in like, you know, being really still in a meditation and breathing and my body can't, I, I'm too antsy. I have way too much energy going on. So I like to do more active um, meditations where like, I just went for a walk right now and I was really focusing on the blood rushing through my, my body and, and just being very creative by what your body wants to do. You know, we all have this in us. It's just asking, what is my body wanting me to see right now? And right now, as soon as I said that, for some reason, my body said the color pink. So as crazy as that may sound, I'm just going to sit here for a second and imagine the color pink and know that whatever frequency the color pink holds, that my system needed that. And I just observed a shift within myself. So it can be that simple. It is just self um, self observing your changes, and that is, for me, that is a new, um, and and for for me, it's more exciting to learn how to tune into our intuition that way rather than have this like methodical way of you know breathing. And yeah, I think that all is great for some of us, but not for this girl. <laughs> <laughs> no rules, Aquarius nature. No rules. <laughs> no rules. I love that so much. And even like, well, see, I'm part of me. My masculine's like, well, but what, like, how do we listen? What do we listen? So like, one thing I'm thinking is like, even if you're like sitting there and you're like, maybe not getting a message, could you simply just ask yourself, like, what do I need right now? Yeah. And the first Where's answer that, that comes up and the more that you No, no. as soon as that, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you go with the first thing. Okay. And it's, that's the same thing when, and, and I say this to my clients that I work with, with their animals. Like if you don't think you're hearing, imagine that you are pretend, bring back that childlike awe that we all have of like, it doesn't matter if it's there or not quite honestly. Yeah. So pretend that you hear it. And then the more that you pretend, just like when I share or empower, like one of your questions, what do I love to do? I love to empower people to listen to their own animals. Um, their own animals is no different than their own intuition. It's the same thing. So maybe, you know, you can't, you can't get it. You can't get it. And I say, well, imagine if you did get it, what would it be? And then they'd be like, oh, well, I see a, a blue ball or, a, you know, like, thank you. That's it. Exactly. Go with that. Because the more that you do that, the more your confidence grows, the more your confidence grows, the more intuitive you become. That is so true. Because intuition is all about trust. You have to believe what mm -hmm. you're hearing. And the only way to believe it is to, mm -hmm. you kind of do have to fake it till you make it a little bit with intuition. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me of this, this, I'll just do one more little, little burp here and then go for it. But, um, 
we are co-creating our reality. And I get these insights all the time. I get, I have tons of doubt. Like I do this work every day and I still cannot believe what I get sometimes. Like it doesn't ever change. But uh, I was out at the arena with the horses one day and I was, I don't know what I was, I was making a ditch for the water to come out. Like something totally, you know, not romantic of of, of farm. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Barn work. And then suddenly I heard this, I had this voice and and it doesn't matter whose voice, but it said, because I was, I was listening to a session that my mentor was doing and I was having all these doubts like, oh my God, that's not true. That's not what's going on. I can't believe that that's too crazy. And then a voice, I don't know what voice it was. It was a voice that said, but imagine if it was, you were co-creating your reality. So what if it was true? Yeah. What if what you are seeing or hearing is true? Then you've just helped co-create a miracle over here. Then this person has just healed. And in that healing, you have healed. Yeah. So why not? Like the crazier, the better work with your imagination. And that's what I would encourage anyone out there to do is just like, I don't know, just work with your imagination. Like you said, fake it till you make it act as if. Because belief is what creates our reality. Like whatever we believe to be true will be true in our hologram. Exactly. Exactly. So why the F are we not believing in these fucking miracles all the time? Exactly. Exactly. I declare today, I believe in all miracles. Um, Okay. Love that. Let's talk about animals. Um, So we did a little reading for little Samson to know him is to love him. Um, And what really blew me away was uh, the concept that our animals have their own soul contracts and their own purpose. Can you kind of explain how we can like shift our perspective and our dynamic with our animals by understanding that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because my old dog, or he was young, but his also, his name was also Samson. And he really, he only lived just shy of two years old. Uh, he died of kidney failure. Um but he really helped me along with my team. I didn't do anything alone. Like I have a really incredible support team. My people in my life are like you, they're, you know, kind of cheer me on, keep me focused, keep me on the path. Um, and, and in order for me to not go down the like super, super depressed, super guilty, I was feeling so guilty. How can I let this happen to my dog of all people? Like why me? Um, I, I started to really give back Samson's power to him by realizing with and for him that he has chosen this. He's chosen this as his role. So who the fuck am I to um, judge him for it? Mm. Instead of judging him and taking away his power, I was able to empower him by, by um, 
you know, being completely supportive of his journey. Yes, it was devastating, but I was able to remove my attachments, the unhealthy attachments of like, uh, I'm not a good enough person if, unless this dog is in my life, because he was actually, I would get a lot of attention when him and I would walk down the road. He was a beast. He was beautiful. He was giant. He was huge. He took up energetically and physically. He, 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 commanded a lot of attention so I was recognizing what my my ego attachments were my emotional attachments were and as soon as I saw that I was able to let him go and and he was able to have his own journey through his um, contract with his life on this planet without my freaking interfering him without him worrying about my um not my mental health and my emotional health so Um, it's really, really important. And, and this is across the board with our partners, with our children. Um, we, in order for us to really support each other, um, we have to see that we have individual journeys and how the question that I would ask is how can I best support, um, these sentient beings journey, these journeys in my life. And for you with Samson, how could you best support him by not seeing him as your, you know, as your dog or however you were seeing him, but as his own, ha- making his own choices, um, you know, having his own spiritual world where maybe in dream time, he's not here. Maybe he's off in some other galaxy doing whatever super dogs do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So do you think animals were like, do you think an animal soul and a human soul is interchangeable? Like, I, like we kind of, ch- our souls choose to come back to this earth. Um, like our, like, is it possible that our dogs were once humans? I, I didn't know how to answer that up until about five years ago until when I was in a, in a body talk uh, class. And one of the teachers said, our our lives, our our spirits or our souls are kind of like, if you look at them, once we die and each of us is a marble. And when we die, our soul goes into this big pit of, or this big um, bucket, let's call it, of a bunch of marbles. And so your soul is a marble, my soul is a marble, or I'm a marble, you're a marble. And when we incarnate, it's like we, we take a scoop and we scoop into this big big bucket and and so this one scoop that I have now is it's got a bit of you in it it's got some Samson in it it's got your Samson in it it's got my mom in it so then there's aspects of ourselves in that one scoop Mm. that's how I love to believe it because I don't think that we come back as an individuated soul or an individual individual soul sorry I think there's aspects of ourselves in each other yes and I think that there's other of my soul in other dimensions too. It's like, I'm not mm-hmm. just here. We're kind of all over the place. And I think we do still have that connection though. So it's like, mm-hmm. say I'm made of 10 souls. I still have connection to like all those other, if all of those 10 souls have another 10 souls somewhere else, we're all connected. Mm-hmm. And and that, I, I think that explains how some people are so familiar to us and it's like you know it's and and I think this is becoming more and more true the more aware we are of Mm -hmm. twin flames soulmates whatever you want to call it so yeah Mm -hmm. very cool love okay so I want to ask some listener questions about animal communication so um they're really good questions too. So someone asked, how wide is the spectrum of emotions of the animal experience? Is it the same as ours? Uh, that's such a good question. I don't think so because um, so much of our emotional spectrum is based on ego. Mm. I think that we um, misinterpret our emotions. Um, it's a very tricky, I think the ego is a very tricky, tricky little creature. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that animals have the same ego that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, So as an an emotional spectrum, I would say that they have more, but it's different. I don't think I would actually call it emotions. I think they have a different frequency of sense of sensations, we'll call it. Yeah. Um, You know, I think, yeah. 
That's what I would say to that. We couldn't even understand like they're feeling things in ways that we don't feel them. Like, like whiskers, Mm -hmm. for example, we don't have like whisk. They have like sensory, like perception through whiskers. We'll never know what that feels Mm -hmm. like. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's interesting. And another, she kind of added to the end. She's like, are dogs like, if they see a squirrel, are they like mad at the squirrel? Are they anxious? Are they excited to see them? Like what's going on? I think it would be a little bit of a few things. One is the the drive to chase, the drive to uh, hunt, that primal drive. Yes. Um, that yeah, that's what I would answer to that. My dog loves chasing squirrels, and he's hilarious because he'll stop. He'll he'll become a statue, and if I don't call him, he'll just stay there for hours. So <laughs> yeah, they, they love squirrels. So funny. And Samson chases birds. Like, thankfully he's usually like on the leash, but he'll go and just like run at them or like jump. And like, he's I'm like, what's he going to do if he catches one? Like, I can't see him like killing a bird. Like, is he going to play with it? But he probably would just eat it. I don't know. Um, Prey drives. Yes, totally. So, okay. Someone asked if we adopt an animal, what, how can we, or what can we find out about their past that will help them be more secure in their new space? Well, I always ask if the animal wants us to even know about the past. Like some, sometimes they don't want to share where they've been. They're interested in having a new life and, though, and not interested in talking about the past or listening to the past. So um, I think it's very specific to each animal of how much they actually want to uh, bring up the past, we'll call it. And is you that, think the animal, that, yeah, I wonder if like the animal wanted to know if they wanted to know, like maybe you intuitively would know how, what to find out. Like, it's like if they're, if it's not something that's presented to you, then maybe it's not meant to be found out. Exactly. And sometimes I do see, and sometimes I see, but the animal doesn't want it shared. Sometimes yeah. I don't see, sometimes I see and the animal wants it shared. And, and the thing about body talk, and this is why I love this modality and, and I keep the, it's one of the main ones I use is because it's based on priorities and it's based on permission. So, you know, the priority might not be that specific story today. Today, the priority might be um, um, your new dog wants you to know that it's come into your house because you don't know yet, but you're going to have a baby in two years and it's going to be um, some kind of a support system for that child. Mm. That's priority. That's what the dog wants you to know right now. And then maybe, you know, we talk in another six months and something comes up where behavior comes up and it's like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm I'm ready to um, show you this part of my history now. Uh, Somebody had me and they had a kid and I feel really guilty because I let the kid out of my sight and uh, the kid got hit by a car and was broken leg and whatever and couldn't take me for walks anymore. You know, these kinds of things. So it just depends. Every one of the animals is different. Mm, Yeah. And that kind of made me remember as well, like when we were talking, it's like, I guess my question is how, how much of the dog's soul contract has anything to do with us. Like if it's like, okay, well now they're, you know, going to be like, you mentioned that Samson part of his purpose was helping me with my business. And that, that was one of the reasons that he came into my life. Um, how much of what, and it might be different for every animal, but like how much of it is like, okay, we manifested them to support us in our journey and how much of it is the opposite? Um, I would answer that by saying everything is resonance yeah. and you would not be attracting the, the animal, the sentient being in your life that is not meant to be there. It goes across the board for everything. Right. And vice versa for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, someone said that their dog passed away and their cat is really sad and they want to know, like, is the cat feeling the same grievance emotions and how they can help the cat? I would remind the cat that it can still connect um, in its dream time. Cats are also, I don't know if cats forget that they're actually multidimensional um, 
sorry, no offense, cats out there if you're listening, but um, aliens. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sa- saying that a little bit with tongue in cheek, but um, definitely, I think if we, if our intent to communicate to our animals, just like children, just like a, a best friend who's going through something, if you can sit with your animal that let's call it, you know, that may seem like they're grieving or a little depressed um, and have a real conversation with them heart to heart, whether it's out loud or in your mind or in your heart um, that, Hey, you know, do you remember my little buddy that you can actually connect in dream time? Um, And, and as you know, if I was, let's say, I've got my dog Sai with me and Samson, my Samson has passed. I would just invite Samson's, an imagination, my imagination. I would invite my imagination to bring Samson into the room. Mm. And in in my work, in the advanced work, we call it holographic work. Um, And just say, look, you can, we can imagine that, that Samson is here. Uh, And anytime you want to have a communication with them, he's right here the illusion of time and space and the physical form is one of the biggest delusions out there. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would also check in with myself and where in myself am I projecting or anthropomorphizing those emotions? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then this, again, going back to the comment of they each have their own purpose, allowing for that animal to have the grief process and the grief time and not, not take it upon yourself to, feel bad for that animal because when we feel bad they feel it (laughs) so how can we support their so-called grieving process or how how you are perceiving them to be grieving um and and empower them in it by saying i know i know i miss him too um let's see if we can dream dream together tonight and go and have a communication Yes, yes. And I love that you brought up the guilt thing, because that was one of the things from our reading as well, was I just always had mom guilt about, does he want to like travel more? Does he want like, does he want a more exciting life? And, and, um, and yeah, you, you said like, when you feel guilt, he feels bad, like he's going to feel that if you feel guilty. So it's actually not serving him to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So The last Mm -hmm. listener question, which is just a good summation of everything, is how can we get a deeper connection with our pets? What are some things that we can do to kind of start that communication and that connection? Act as if. (laughs) Back to that. Act as if it's already there. Um, Continually work on self and your own filters because everything is a projection. I mean, we can, we can deny it until we turn blue in the face, but there's no way that I can see what I can see if I'm not from where I'm at. So we all see from a different place. Um, And and the more that we work through our filters, um, the closer that we get to their truth or to whatever information that they're conveying with us. Mm. So some examples would be um, being very aware of what your triggers are. Um, be really get to know yourself and your emotional body and your mental body. Um, come to one of my classes or one of our facilitator classes where we actually step by step start to remove or add those filters so that we get um, a, a clear insight of what's actually going on intend it to happen I think I would I would probably be not far off to say that most of your listeners already have some kind of a practice in meditation or something Mm -hmm. so intend that into your practice bring it into your practice and say act as if I am in absolute communication with my sentient beings in my life don't own them we do not own our animals we are guardians of them intend it to happen and it will begin to happen and the more that they see that the more that the animals in your lives see that you're actually listening and your intent is to hear them the more that they're going to want to share with you Mm, yes I love 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 that so much and even just an example from 
our reading again, like when I was saying I was feeling that guilt, it made me have to go back and be like, what am I feeling guilty about in my life that I'm then have this belief that I'm bad. So then I have this belief that I'm a bad dog mom. So then it's like, if I can shift that internally, then it's going to change my relationship with my dog. Yeah. And that's why the sessions that I have been learning to observe are so powerful is because exactly that is you realize that it's actually not your animal's stuff it's as soon as you shift within yourself and how you see things as soon as you shift your own perspective your environment changes everything changes your children will change your partners you'll you'll have a bigger more strong connection with the with the lovers in your life your friends, your parents. So again, it goes back to that, that shifting of self, that guilt actually has nothing to do with your dog. That has to do with something that happened to you in the past. Let's call it the perception of time um, Mm -hmm. that we were able to, or that we can address and see in, in your, in your energy body or your field and say, Hey, what's actually really going on over here? And do you, are you ready to let that go so that you, you don't keep projecting that onto these um, other sentient beings in your life? Again, whether it's your partner, your dog, your child, your mom, your dad, your sister, your brother, whatever. Mm. So that's why this, I love this work, which is why it's not just animal communication. It's going into the system of your body where you're blocking yourself from, from listening And, you know, there's a lot of mirroring, let's call it, or sponging that happens with our animals where they show us aspects of ourselves that we need to work on. Like, uh, let's say suddenly I have like a dog whose hips are starting to act up. So I would start to look at what, what, what's the consciousness of my own hips because my dog is very connected to me. So I'll start to look at my own body, what's going on with, with me in my life, um, the hips can represent the father. Am I having resentment for my dad? Is that, is that something that needs to be addressed? So, you know, this kind of stuff, this is what my sessions look like. So we go into that more. And then as soon as that shifts, don't, you know, my dog's hips are better. (laughs) So that's so cool. It's so cool. I never, ever, this is like, I, I never would have thought that this would this would work. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, so crazy. Blows so my mind daily. So amazing. So how can people work with you? So you do your distance sessions. What else can people do with you? I do two kinds of distance sessions right now because it's getting a little bit cold out. I'm not getting in-person sessions or zoom sessions with the horses very much mind you we just had uh, a couple come up from Vancouver. actually this last week we've had quite a few people come up from vancouver um, and the islands to do in-person sessions with the horses Mm -hmm. so we do that uh, with lucia or i or both yesterday we did a tandem session which was extraordinary a couple came up it was beautiful um, we did a session with and them together. And what city that is in, if people want it, I, I feel like most of the listeners are like in the US, but some are local. But what city are you in again? I'm in Armstrong, British Columbia. Right, Armstrong. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, and if not that, we I do Zoom sessions with the herd, with the horses here, or I do Zoom sessions without. So if, let's say... Uh, you have something personally that you want to work with that you don't want to include your animal I will invite you to a zoom session with the horses Mm -hmm. and you'll move through whatever you're moving through so my work isn't just about animal communication I work one-on-one with people quite often without animals Um, or you can you know do, do a distant zoom session with me and your own animals at home you guys it's so good and you're also offering us 10% off which is so lovely and nice so should they just mention shocker girl radio yes please yeah that would be awesome 
we'll link you guys to all of that goodness as well. So make sure you book your session. So we're going to move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last time we manifested. So I've been feeling extremely anxious from the election, even though I'm not really paying attention or caring, but it's just like, it's in the air I feel, and I'm feeling it. Um, and I realized I also, it was making, making me, forcing me to drink more wine. It was pouring it down my throat <laughs> without against my will. Um, so I've been like, and we've been like staying up later and just like being really like, just feeling really off. So I just kind of like had kind of had it the other day and I just decided I need to get my shit together. So the manifestation that came out of that was we started ordering groceries online, which we did a long time ago. Um, and I feel like I just kind of forgot about it, but because it's so cold out, I just keep dreading going and like actually going grocery shopping. So we've been ordering from Spud, which is a local thing and it's like all like organic and really good stuff. So it's making me feel back on track and yeah, I feel like finally like a human again. So that's where I'm at. Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm so happy for you. Right We're on. It, girl. What is your latest meltdown? Um, well, I have meltdowns all the time. Yeah. I just don't show it, <laughs> but my, <laughs> my latest manifestation actually too, the day that we, um, left the retreat, um, for, for, for about, I guess, three months, I've been looking for a, a trailer. I wanted to have my own space up on this farm that I'm on. Um, and I couldn't find one. I couldn't find it. Nothing worked. Um, and then I had left for an hour and a half or two hours to my best friend's dad lives in the same town that the retreat was at. So I went down to his place and he had a trailer there that I'd never seen online or pictures of ever. I didn't ever know that even this kind existed. And I was like, oh my God, I need that trailer. It's so perfect for me. It's so perfect. So anyways, I let it go. And then I went, I went back up to uh, join everybody up at the retreat. That night I saw a post on, um, uh, on whatever Facebook marketplace, the exact same trailer. Um, so that was on, I think that was like the Friday or something or whatever it was. So the Thursday, the Friday, I called the people the Saturday I went and I bought it basically. So instantly manifested in our, um, linking awareness journey seminar. We do have, uh, uh, exercise that's called the power totem that we, um, we, we basically learn, we remember how to create, um, how to, how to manifest something that we're working on. So in the quantum field, it, it's basically taking something in a wave form and turning it into a particle. So I think that the better we get at that, the more, um, the more clear we are at that, the better we get at it. So I would definitely, I look forward to hearing of all your, you know, whoever is interested in sharing. Um, I love manifestation stories. So thanks for, sorry about the Aquarius ramble. Uh, no, it was glorious. <laughs> but I love that. I love um, what you said about uh, a manifestation is an energy vibration that has to literally turn into a physical, like mm -hmm. tangible thing in our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, we kind of like send out the vibration and the desire for it. And then we send it out to like universal consciousness and then they have to physically <laughs> deliver it to us so you so what you're saying is you're creating like a a course on this or you have like a session for this um we video so one of the last seminars that lucia taught on the final day we decided to do um a vision board so and it's based on the senses so sight hearing touch feeling um and and that's and this is what my mentor always says. She's like, the more of our senses that are engaged, the more that we can manifest. And, and I don't want to say more because I don't want to come from a place of lack. We're not lacking anything. No. We don't need more. Um, it, we just get better at manifesting that which we can hear, taste, smell, feel. The more tangible we're acting as if, the more um, tangible or the more it becomes a reality for us. So 
Um, I don't, I, what, whoever is listening and follows me on Instagram, I will be sharing it at some point. So just stay tuned. I don't know how it's going to look at this point, but it will be out at some point soon. So what you're saying is if I want to manifest a house in Italy, I need to staple a meatball to my vision board. So I exactly can and smell Italy. <laughs> Lick it and smell <laughs> it and taste it. Perfect. Exactly. Just sprinkling Parmesan cheese on it. why not it becomes more real yes oh my gosh okay well we will grab that link from you and share it so much goodness I feel like I could talk to you for hours this has been so magical thank you so much so where can everyone find you and connect with you online I'm at aquarius.com so e-q-u U-A-R-I-U-S.com, um, as well as Aquarius on Facebook, Aquarius on Instagram. Okay, yay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Make sure to go check her out. Do a session, you guys. Like, you will not regret it, whether you have a pet or not. You are going to just be like amazed at what comes out of this session. So thank you again so much. And thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.